0: Yes, sir. This is Jesse one more Sanchez and the fallen experience is not a test. The conversations and the stories expressed in this podcast are meant to be an expressions of purpose and truth. This show properly entitled dragging the line is a free exchange of ideas, opinions and no judgment, no preconceived beliefs and no feels. Now, I encourage everybody here to share their thoughts, ask any questions, as long as it's done with respect, because it's only through true love and respect for others that we can change the world one episode at a time.
1: Yes, yeah, so football started yesterday. I couldn't believe it, especially after the COVID. I didn't think we were going to have any sports. I mean, we got NBA going, and uh, we watched uh, Kansas City and Houston, Texas play last night. Uh, did you watch the game? Yeah, man, I caught the game uh, last night. I went to go to Pluckers. You've been there, right? Yeah, yeah, I went there last time I was in there little, in the summer.
0: Little chick, little good-ass chicken wing spot for uh-huh. everybody if you in town. Try mm-hmm. it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, anyways, I was catching up with my boy Mario. It's me, Mario. And my goddaughter was was with him, and I hadn't seen that dude in a long time just because ever since he bought a house, he was acting brand new. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, so I was eating, right? And then my goddaughter, just out of the blue, she asked me why uh, her godmother and I didn't work out. I told my goddaughter that I'll keep it 100 with her. So when she asked me that question, I dropped my chicken wing and I told her, damn, where do I begin? But then, not only did she say that, she busted out with, did I ever cheat on my ex, which is her godmother. Gotcha. And uh, all I did was, my eyes got real big, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at my boy, Mario, and he shook his head and he said, Man, your padrino's the biggest hoe I know now. In high school, one of my nicknames was called Comal because I always heated up the gorditas. <laughs> 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 nah, man. I'm just playing. Oh, shit. My, my real nickname at school was called Young hoe. Hoe. You know hoe. So after I was telling her, you know, yeah, I did. And her next question was how many. And I was like, girl, that's a whole other story, bro. Hmm. And she's only 16,
1: man. It's crazy. Wow, Yeah, you know, going off of that it is a touchy subject for me. I haven't talked about this in years, to be honest. And uh, I actually got this idea from uh, at Joey Feet. Did I say that right? At Joey Feet? Yeah. All right. And we're going to do an episode today because most people that know us, family, friends, you know, our day ones, I guess we're going to call them, know that me and Jesse were in a relationship for quite some time. Jesse was in a relationship, I believe, for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in a relationship for 14 years. Ten of those years were married. I kept my side quiet when all this went down. All I heard were people talking from her side of the story, her talking to people, her, you know, telling people what went down. You know, I kept my side quiet for a few reasons. One, I had children, two, because really it's not proper to tell people my business. I like to keep my stuff close to the vest. And three, you know, I I took the high road. At least that was my truth at the time. I'm going to try to keep this as light as I can, but this is also a story that if others have gone through it, honestly, maybe it can help them. And I think that's what we're trying to do. We we want to help people relate with them somehow. Uh, The story we're about to tell, it's going to drop drop jaws. I know that, all right? Even going through this with the show prep, you know, going through my notes, looking at it, Jesse and I have been talking for a while about this. Uh, I know a lot of people can relate in some way or another. So sit back relax pour yourself a glass of some scott witchy shout out to episode number three hey hey. (laughs) (laughs) and you know if you want to spark up a hog's leg is there some sweet sticky icky and go ahead and you know enjoy part one of this part two series we're going to do only if it's legal in your state (laughs) (laughs) nice
0: Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you my co-host, two teeth, one leg longer than the other. yabba dabba do, his breath smell like doo-doo, trapped in the closet like R. Kelly. I give you my kinfolk, Paul. What up, fam? My mind's
1: telling me no, but my body, my body's telling me yes. Y'all telling me with this shit.
0: I gave y'all 30 years
1: robert oh let me touch kids though i don't know i don't know if i should be playing this music or not <laughs> <laughs> that's a banger that's a banger from what i hear but you know kind of like michael jackson too i'm not sure you know if don't <laughs> you know when all them old classic music coming in yeah i'm gonna let it ride i'm gonna let it ride because yo paul you know you and
0: i like we said just earlier we had this long relationship in our 20s a lot of people don't know our side and a lot of people hopefully can relate to this. And as I said, in the very beginning, we're trying to change people one episode at a time. Let me know your side. I, I know that uh, I had the opportunity to see it firsthand. You know, I lived with you for a while, which we'll get in that later, uh-huh, uh-huh. but um,
1: yeah, let me know. I mean, preach. Yeah. You know, it, I was there for not all of your relationship, but uh was privy to, A lot of goings on in your relationship, mostly because when I would go down to Texas, which we only went once every couple of years, once a year, you know, you was tied up, you was locked up, you know, I was young at the time. So not necessarily, I didn't really understand what was going on, but it was more of like, I kind of took it personal, like, you know, why isn't this food? I want to hang out. But as I got older and realized in my relationship, like, damn, you know, I turned into you. Like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I, I stopped hanging out with my friends. I got locked down. And uh, so, you know, doing the show prep and figure out how I'm going to start this. Because you know, this is a story of stories. Only the people close to me know real close to what went down. Most people only heard uh, my ex-wife's side of the story.
0: Shit, you know. I guess I ain't close. I don't know your
1: story. <laughs> yeah, well, I kept it that way. That's <laughs> 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 you all the way in Austin, you know. Uh, oh, I, You know, I'd, I'd already reached out to people that were close. And, you know, there was, there, was, there was nothing you could do for me, cuz, you know. All right, people, this is the last episode we're going (laughs) to (laughs) do. But, yeah, you know, talking to Jesse back and forth, we've been thinking about this for at least, what, three weeks. Uh, So we said, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just get it over with. We're not here to bash people. We're not here in this episode to talk down about people. What we're going to do is going to give you facts that we saw it and our side of the story. And maybe people can understand where we were at at the time, And how it changes to become the people that we are now. So, without further ado. Slow people, you know how they always say there's two sides to every story?
0: Well, this is not the case. This is our platform. This is our story. Our side.
1: There's only one story. We're going to be real. And we're going to tell you guys the truth. And that's what this podcast is about. Being real, being organic, and being who we are. Yeah, so, trying to figure out who's going to go first. We just picked out of a hat. And Jesse won, so we're gonna let Jesse take the mic and we're gonna hey. let him go <laughs> talk to all right. because, all right.
0: Now, how we met was at a party you know, the high little high school party because we lived different. Hold on, man, it sounds boring. As <laughs> yeah, no, it just, just yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, so I met her at a strip club, she was dancing. I'm
1: in love with this girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this this is before T-Pain I'm in love with a stripper I leave that there <laughs> I'm going to leave that one in there, I'm
1: gonna one in there.
0: <laughs> but, but I'm going to be serious so I was like yeah <laughs>
1: Nah <laughs> I'm just joking man <laughs> now, Did you go in the daytime or was it a nighttime stripper? Nah she was on the B squad <laughs> Oh shit <laughs> <laughs> <She was> on- <laughs> That's, that's where they serve where they Where they serve prime rib for lunch <laughs> yep. Free meals. You pay that $20.
0: Um,
1: yummy. Yep. Nah, nah. But no, nah, we met, we met
0: in high school, fam. Um, she was older. She went to a different high school and we didn't really talk in high school just because, you know, I was doing my little thing, you know, mm-hmm. I, had little, I had little girls back and forth, you know me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like after high school, like soon right after high school, I came back. And um, we just started talking. This was before like internet and stuff because it was 99. Yeah, yeah. So so I was hitting up in that dial thing (laughs) that. It was,
1: what
0: was it? Like Yahoo Messenger, whatnot? Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this this was even before. People don't even know. We Uh had the AOL CD, bro. Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> we had internet escape, remember that? Uh, was- that's
1: what, that was the your the computers to always get corrupted.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, so we started off that way. And um, in those 12 years, I would say that uh, when, the way we met, we both had similarities. You know, we, we both grew up poor. We were both Mexican American. We both were striving to be better. And so I think that that's how we gravitated to each other. It kind of swings on the type of relationship that it had started. As time went, I think that um, we became, well, of course, we definitely became two different people because we're not together. But yeah. the visions that we had were far from what expectation was. I'll be honest. I mean, no, nobody knows we were engaged. Yeah, you know, I've never been married and I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. But that was strategically on my end. You know, I, I knew when I was 18, I, I didn't want kids for sure like I I knew that so my pullout yeah. game my pullout game always been on point yeah yeah yeah. You know, I, I can contest my mom is the only aunt in the family that doesn't have grandkids so me mm-hmm. and my brother maybe this is that or we shooting bullets one of the two <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, yeah. so uh so so that was one the other thing is um she kept going to college I was just shelling out money yeah and in the back of my mind I knew that she wasn't gonna do nothing with it so I knew it was a waste of my investment, mm-hmm. my 401k, mm-hmm. my, my diversified bonds, Wu Tang. You got to play this game rough, you know what I mean? And out, get, grab, bonk. You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so, in the mix of all that, in the middle, I, I'm going to say I lost a lot and I lost a part of who I was. You know, yeah. I think when I, we broke up, I was turning 30, so it was like right at that edge. I dedicated a good decade, um, mm-hmm. and that's when you let me go stay with you guys for a while there in South Carolina, and I had a lot of anger. I felt like that was a waste of my life in the very beginning. You know, yeah, it became anger. I'm like, damn, this was a waste of my life. What the hell was I thinking? Mm-hmm. I lost friends. I lost family. I
1: lost a part of who I was. Now, what was it that you think – that you can remember. I know, I know it happened a long time ago and I had problems too, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to go back because honestly, with with my story, I can only remember from 2012 on, but what was it that you think was the demise of the relationship or where you started seeing it go south? Uh, Day one, day one, you know. uh,
0: (laughs) 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 These are my confessions. (laughs) (laughs) so i remember the date we started dating march 15th so it was it was spring break me and my not mario my compadre i have a mario it was two of us he he recently passed away but we were going to padre for spring break and so i asked her out this was like on a wednesday and when we went to spring break i had already cheated bro I, mm-hmm. I, so i was already on a bad note you know yeah yeah. yeah. so it started that way you know I, I would say between the relationship throughout the relationship i wasn't faithful at all you know yeah. her her beliefs were very different she was very old school catholic and jesus and the 12 disciples and whatnot and yeah i just didn't go to church bro my, my real name's jesus so i was already given that 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 blessing. So I felt like mm-hmm. I get a player pass. Mm-hmm. So that that's what happened is that it was it became that. But um, again, when I met her and I'm using air quotes here, she said yeah, yeah. that uh, she was saving herself hmm. and um, born again, virgin. Yeah. And it was se- several years into it. I had to wait. That was that was her belief. I respected it. But did I keep my end? Hell no, nah, man. I mean, I was 20. I was, you know, I Just said knocking it, you know, them I, down. I was looking good. I was hitting 180, just fly. All the girls say I'm pretty fly. a white guy. Couldn't tell mm-hmm. me nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? I knew I was going to live my life. And mm-hmm. so, honestly, dude, I was good at it. I was really good at the game. You know, she never, she never caught it until maybe towards the end. So I think out of the 10 years that we were together, I would say probably year eight. And the only mm-hmm. reason why she found out, and I'll talk about that here, is that we had to go to counseling. That's how she found out, but it ain't came for me. I was playing around a long time.
1: Wasn't that stressful to you though, like having to play the two parts, the two lives? No, and here's the reason why is that I should have known
0: if I was the Jesse. Now that I was back then, I should have just said, "Hey, you know what? This ain't working." I I was just with her because I thought that that was the thing to do. I thought that. Uh, I
1: got you. Yeah. I
0: didn't want to fail, man. I'd seen my parents fail. There's a lot of divorces and she was just selling me on her her family. And, you know, they had the whole family. They never got divorced. So yeah, I was brainwashed there. But to answer your question, no, I didn't. Kind of sucks. I don't feel bad at all. You know, I got it out of my system. But no, I mean, I was really good at it. And I think it was the thrill. Yeah. what kept me going.
1: Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you're in your 20s, I'm going to imagine that You know, you don't even know who you are. You know, she doesn't know who she is. Like on a soul level, like on a, I think that's one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so high because, you know, people, let's just say kids, they get married young and they try to grow with each other while at the same time trying to learn who they are as individuals. And I think that that's one of the providing factors of why divorce rate is so high is because of that. Yeah.
0: And again, as as you get wiser and, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was in love, but Mm. I didn't know that until I met Jennifer. I mean, and I'll talk about that there because we're definitely focusing on our
1: past. But that's super interesting, man. That's interesting.
0: So that was the the infidelity part. The other thing was um, there was a lot of anger in that decade. I found out that I had learning disabilities. You know, I, I found out that I was going blind. A lot of people don't know, but I had a corneal transplant. I had a the eye disease where I was literally going blind.
1: Now I remember those squints, man. When you live down here, man, those squints, like, uh, yeah, people out there that are listening, you don't understand. This fool, no lie, would squint so much to see what he was seeing. I didn't know how he could even see what was in front of him. That's how bad he squinted. Yeah. But, um
0: So I was going through that. Uh, right. I found out that that I was dyslexic, which I never mm. knew. You know, yeah. I said it earlier that I, I always thought I had a learning problem it just it took me a long time but then I finally was told that and then on top of that I mean with the ADD not being medicated because I was older you know when I was yeah. little yeah know, my mom my mom put me on that on that Ritalin yeah <laughs> but as I got older I was yeah. like Nah, I do what I want yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but I should have took it because I'm taking it now
1: uh so yeah you know, I had a couple of questions that I have been want to ask you Jesse was uh so you know this is interesting because I, I always wanted to know what happened because I know she was a big part of your life especially in your 20s So at what point did your relationship become toxic if it was toxic I mean yeah it, it was toxic I think that we
0: broke up all the time bro like I remember the first one was probably in 2002 because it was the World Cup and I, I, <laughs> she, she didn't understand how big I was in the soccer yeah so I told her I was like look, I'm gonna watch these games. I'm gonna stay up late. She didn't know. She really mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. So seriously, I broke up with her. Stayed with my mom and my pops. Mm-hmm. And then in 2008, she still mm-hmm. didn't get it, and I left. Mm-hmm. And I went back. So it was. My, my mom would laugh because she knew that every four years, she knew that yeah, Jesse's gonna Jesse's gonna come back and do what he got to do, and yeah, and then leave. Something that I regret, and I think it went very toxic quick, was when her mom passed away. Mm-hmm. So early in the relationship, her mom passed away, who she was really close to, mm-hmm. and and through anger, I was, man, even it sucks to say, but I was not supportive at all. You know, I yeah. gotta live with this forever. But yeah, yeah, I would, you know, when I was mad, I'd make fun of her mom. You know, I'd say at least my mom's living, because you know, it, it was that toxic. She would bash yeah. me for not talking to my mom, and yeah, I would, you know, react with at least mine's living. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, I, that was the turning point to everything. I would. Also say that I knew it was bad because i didn't sleep, we didn't sleep in the same bed. You know we ha- I slept in the guest room, and then at the very end, I say, probably right before we broke up, we had a serious conversation, and I, I said, "Look, um, a lot of things we have bills. you know my-, my credit checks is how much we owe, and I was like, let's pay these bills off yeah. so that that way we can leave this fair and square with not someone having the disadvantage.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: so yeah, we knew it was just a, a matter of time of when and who was going to do that first. And, I got um, you. At the very end, I said, checkmate. I was like, yeah, I'm done.
1: Yeah. Going through my past and everything that you're talking about, I went through. No lie. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm sure a lot of people out there are in the same boat. So you said that you knew from day one that it wasn't going to last. Like, you knew this probably ain't the one for you. A- absolutely. I, I knew it. With all my heart, I knew that, you know what? Worst case scenario,
0: we probably get married and, and a kid and be divorced. I, I had already imagined yeah. that just because, again, I, I thought that that was going to be the worst case scenario. Yeah, It actually turned out to be the best. You know, we didn't get married. We were engaged, and, and I don't have any kids.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a real big one, that you don't have any kids. You know, I'm not meaning that as a knock on you, but the fact that people know having kids, just it just – it just convolutes things, man, having kids. Like, I give you props to be with somebody for so long, knowing that it was not, this wasn't your one and forever, that it's interesting that you tell me that you never really loved her. Explain explain it to me. So how can I be with somebody and not be in love? Yeah, for so long, for so, so, I mean, that's a long for so long. Yeah,
0: it, it is, I'm, I'm not gonna say that I was, I never said that I wasn't in love, you know, in, in my head. I thought I was and I thought that that was the best but you know Jesse 39 now I was like dude you never loved her like you oh. knew it was let it ready to doom so in the oh, moment I see what you're saying. in the yeah. moment I was blind to it I just knew man I mean I, I wasn't myself like I I lost you know a lot of, family members know this I lost a lot of years to my media family that I could never take back probably one of the biggest regrets ever now having that said what was going through my head was you know the fast life I was like look I invested I already know her schedule. She knows my schedule,
1: and I know how to work around it. Yeah, was there? I don't know if you want to go this deep, but was there a time? Oh, no, this is talk?
0: this is open forum, fool. This is open uh, okay. forum. Okay, all
1: right. Now, no. correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I only heard rumors. Like I only hear rumors. You know, me, and my brother, you know, my folks, my sister, we're all mm-hmm. up here in South Carolina. All we hear are rumors coming from Austin. That's mm-hmm. all we hear. And, uh, I tend to not believe one side. I like to hear both sides first, but. Even then, it's not enough to form an opinion. Uh, It's more like, was there a time that you didn't talk to your mom for a while? I went several years. Now, what was that? Now, was that something of your doing, if you can really think about it, or was that something of her doing? I'm gonna say me, because you gotta own
0: own responsibility. You know, I I think that at the moment I blame my family, but it was really me. Going Mm -hmm. to their house and taking girls to their house and not being faithful. My parents came to a point where they're like, dude, either leave her or come home. And I was like, well, let me go over there and then I'll come back. And they just finally had it at the end of the day.
1: So you're saying it was more like uh because y'all would get in fights and y'all would break up constantly. And then you would you would go to your folks or go to your people and then be like, oh, you know, this is bullshit. You know, blah, blah, blah. This happened. But they knew you were doing dirt. So they're kind of like, yeah, like do something, piss or get off the pot. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got mean, you
0: a lot of my family members called me. I was the Ronnie of the... uh <laughs> Relationship.
1: (laughs) Ron. Are you Ron? Look at me. Are you friends with her or not? Stop. Look at me. Stop! Sitting here listening to your story, Jesse, you have no idea how similar our stories are. And I'm sure people out there listening know or have been through the same situation. So, you know, a little bit about my part. We were the, you know, air quotes, (laughs) high school sweethearts. Met her about 16, 17 years. You know, what's funny is while I was thinking of this, I I couldn't remember a lot of the stuff, a lot of the details uh, from back in the day. I think that because we're in the place that we're in now, it was hard
0: to go back there. And and I think that going back kind of brought up everything, the person that we're not. And I think that's what happened to me. That's why I was kind of like, what the hell do
1: I say? Because uh, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're yeah, yeah. We were together maybe a year, maybe two. And I ended up having my first kid at 17 years old. She was 16 when she got pregnant, had a kid at 17. Uh, so, so hold on y'all were the team mom before it came out.
0: I'm a teen mom.
1: Yes, we were the team mom before gotcha, it came out, gotcha. yeah, yes, yes. Before all the reality came out, we were, and you know what? And they filmed us. Ooh, Lord, I could have used the money. That's for damn sure. <laughs> After about three or four years, we decided to get married. Yeah. I didn't come to that wedding, man. Yeah, I know. I know I had a lot of cousins come, but Hey, you were with your the time, right? Uh, you can't say the name. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, forgot about that because you were with your ex at the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to all of my cousins that came. Y'all know who y'all are that are listening. In the who was that? 300 ZX. <laughs> God bless y'all because that's a small-ass car to be traveling all that time. But I did appreciate it. So, uh yeah, I digress. Sidebar, Paul, I did hear that a lot of people want their money back because – You know hey we got married and after we got married i kind of knew like you said that she wasn't the one for me i didn't know if i knew that on a subconscious level or not so let me backtrack here when because uh-huh. you dated i take it you had your older
0: daughter before you got married yeah yeah exactly okay was there any indication that this relationship wouldn't go nowhere before you got married that's what i would like to know
1: the day of my wedding was with a bunch of, uh, you know, my, my groomsmen. You know, we had the limo, the whole nine yard. And mm-hmm. right before the, it was time for the ceremony. Uh, I was in the bathroom, and And I think if you want to call it a, a panic attack, if that's what I think of the feeling of a panic attack was, is I've never had one, but that's what I feel it was. I remember staring in the mirror and just like sweating, breathing hard, like really not wanting to go through with this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at the time because I was young that I kind of just talked it up to it being cold feet, you know? And then my boy, uh, one of my good friends comes in there and tells me, Hey, he sees that I'm struggling. You know, he sees that I, I got my hands on the, on the, on the, on the sink. And he's like, Hey man, look, I don't know what you're going through, but we can get in this limo right now. We'll leave and I'll let your brother know, Hey, he gone. Cancel this wedding is done. You just let me know. We can all go together. You know? And I took about 30 seconds or so, you know, I haven't told many people this story, but I was like, you know what, we were ready here. Well, we didn't get dressed up for nothing. So <laughs> we're like, let's go through with it. My whole family was there, and we did. After we had had our first child, you know, and we were young, so while we were together, it turned into a relationship built on, to be honest, weed and alcohol. I was the drinker of the two. Uh, I also smoked, but that was just our lives. Like we couldn't that became such a big part of our lives that we couldn't really face the facts of what was really going on in the real world because mm-hmm. we were constantly, you know, trying to leave the real world. I mean, that's what people do when they're drinking or they're, you know, taking drugs or they're smoking weed and all that is they're trying to, you know, leave. I mean, there were good times, don't get me wrong, but there were more bad times than good. And as I got older and started evolving into something that I was supposed to be, I started noticing that, she wasn't there with me, she wasn't on my level, not that I'm bigger than her or think that I was better than her at the time, but I just realized that my life was going in a direction that she didn't really necessarily wanna follow. Mm-hmm. And you know that, that's a hard thing to come to realization. And I'm thinking, okay, you know what, I'm gonna sit down and have this conversation with her and explain to her like, hey, this is what's going on to me on a psychological level. This is what I think needs to happen in order for me to be happy or in order for us to have a successful relationship. Uh, but what happened is we would get into these conversations, but it was always masked by alcohol or weed, you know. So, all right, what I'm getting at is
0: you guys, is it safe to say that when you guys use drugs was escape of reality to feel numbness of what the relationship was toxic and what you wanted to feel right
1: in that moment? Exactly. It it was, yeah, it would be like we would start getting into the nit and gritty of a conversation or a fight that we needed to have. And then it would just be like, okay, well, let's just put a pause on it. Let's go get high. Let's drink some beers. And then be fine with it. And then we would never revisit that conversation. So it was all just built up stuff.
0: So in order for you to the relationship at the time to have a communication, both of you couldn't be of sound minded because that would have been an easier route? Cause I know you're older now. I'm pretty sure that's what you probably thought. But yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Looking back on it now, I mean, what's the, what's the definition of abusing drugs and alcohol? I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. I, I do know not necessarily that we abused it, but we used it to fill some type of a void, whether it was because we were as individuals dealing with something that we couldn't really handle I think that's what it is now was that we were trying to deal with something, our demons, and then also trying to be a couple was just not happening. It just wasn't mixing. It was not connecting. And that, that started happening at like year seven. I don't know if that was, they call the seven year itch, you know, but I was go to work and she started working as well, but things just were not connecting. What started happening was as we began to evolve I feel that my ex stayed at a plateau and my life was going up, if that makes sense.
0: What was keeping you to go up? Like, what drove you at that moment? Was it to escape? What what was going through your head, if you can? Uh,
1: When I say, like, going up, I mean, like, okay, like, I need to stop smoking weed. Like I've been smoking since I was 18 years old. I need to stop smoking cigarettes. You know, I've got a daughter, you know, then I had one daughter, uh, you know, the drinking was starting to take its toll on me because, you know, I was being hung over the next morning and I was, be- I could feel that somehow or another, whether it was God, whether it was energy, whatever it was, was starting to say, kick me in the ass. Like, Hey man, shit's not working right now. Shit needs to change. I don't know if anybody out there has ever felt that feeling. Uh, that's what people would call rock bottom. In some instances, especially when it comes to, you know, people who abuse drugs and alcohol. But it can also happen to people that don't abuse drugs and alcohol and any of that. You know, there's a rock bottom for them. You know, it's it's when they're like, okay, shit's not working. I need to change something. And that's ultimately what started happening. And I think that during the relationship, I was a yes man. Okay. (laughs) We don't
0: have to do nothing.
1: I was. I did everything for her. I never cheated. I cheated on her before we got married. I admit that. A lot of people know that. I did. I didn't cheat. D- did she know? Yeah, she knows. She knows. Yeah. Well, she, she didn't, didn't find her? out. No, she didn't find out until after we got divorced. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. She, knew about, she knew about one of them. And then when we got divorced, she knew about a couple other ones. But, you know, we had talked before we got married. Hey, whatever's happened. Because she did, too. I know she cheated, you know. And it, I told her, hey, when we get married, let's wipe the slate clean. Let's not even worry about that. It's done. But as, yeah, but as we got divorced, separated, and started talking to professionals, I got all the dirt on her. She got all the dirt on me, and she never got over it. She never got over a lot of it, and she had a lot of resentment toward me, so, and I did the same. Uh, Becoming a yes man, I think, is a nail in the coffin for men, I believe. Uh, Where's the line of becoming a man and being a nurturer, you know? Like, I'm not trying to be machismo, you know? But the fact that I did everything for her, I was like yes Yes, I'll do this, whatever you want, whatever you want. I was, I was bitch made, as they would call it. I was a simp, S-I-M-P, okay? That's what I was. So not only did I lose respect for myself, but she lost respect for me. So how was this relationship ever going to work? You know, and I tried to come back from that, but there is no coming back from that.
0: i coming back, i all coming back to me now.
1: At that time, at least, you know? So what did we do? We said, hey... Let's have another child to try to fix our relationship.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think that I was living with you. And right when I came back, I mean, I, not even a month, I heard that you, Stella was, mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. And um, before I left, do you remember what I told you? I looked at you in the eyes and I said, hey, man, what I'm going through, you're going to go through the same thing. In a decade oh yeah 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 that's right De- then I, I said i see it and Ooh. and i think that having that said i think that the connection of first we're related but second you and i kind of have a bond in that you know um being able to tell everybody at the platform we've come a long way man now when you were when you found out that you were having your second one what was your feelings knowing that you were in the position this wanting to change
1: um i thought that by having a second one, it would change. And when we had the second one, mm. I was, yeah, I was the dad. I was, I was, gotcha. you know what? If I put all of my energy into this house, like mm-hmm. I was cooking, I was cleaning, I was taking care of the kids. Like I was doing everything. Now she did her thing during the daytime, but how we had it was, to not have to pay daycare, she would work at night. I'd work in the day. So I would come home. And when I would come home, I'd take over the kids. Everything, you know, taking cu- taking my oldest to, to, to baseball. Like, I did all that, you know. I did all the cooking, all the cleaning on Saturdays and Sundays. So I was the one with the vacuum, listen, listening to some Temptations, just dancing all up in my living room. Like, I thought by engrossing myself into the family, because I thought that that's what she wanted, but I'd already lost that respect. Like, I wasn't a man to her anymore because that's what I thought you know would make a successful relationship that's what i thought would keep a woman was it the yes part
0: was it a lot that you didn't want to fail what made you say yes if if your circle or your close people mentioned that you you're not going in the right direction
1: well you know it's it's funny you say that because after the separation and after the divorce they all came out the woodwork they all were like bro we knew it wasn't going to work they were all like, you know, you shouldn't have been with her. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. You, she treated you like shit and they weren't being biased. They were friends with her too. Mm-hmm. And, and when they said that, I got mad at him at first because I'm like, well, damn, you know, and I told them that like, why didn't y'all tell me? You know, but then uh, one of my good friends was like, it wouldn't have changed nothing. They they're, yeah, them. exactly. And they were absolutely right. They were absolutely right. The fact that as this relationship turned toxic, and the fights became put downs, they became so like, yeah, yeah, that, that's oh, where man. it started, that's where it started, now, we never fought in front of the kids, now, that's one thing that I'll say, like, we were like, hey, y'all kids go to the room, or we would take it outside, we never did that, I would say, these were the bad ones, these were the toxic fights, and that's where I started kind of being like, like, yo, know, this, this is not a relationship, this is not a marriage, this is not something that can succeed. There's no possible way. There is so much bad energy and negativity that I realize now why men are before they come home, they want to go to the bars and drink and have a couple cocktails before they go home because when they come inside their house, it's just negative. It's it's just constant. It's like a buzzsaw when they walk whether it's the kids, whether it's the wife whatever it is. And then it once that started happening, which it was a constant because you mix in the alcohol with the weed. You know, I'm not saying that we got messed up every night. Like, I'm not saying that we like, you know, just to let everybody know, this is personal. We weren't like passed out. Like we weren't abusing it, abusing it, I guess is the best way to explain it. You know, we would do it to release some tension. That was it. You know, recreational, recreational, recreational. Thank you. We took care of our kids. Okay. We took care of our kids. We were good parents. Uh, But once the toxicity started becoming constant and then once the family uh was not involved anymore as far as like i stopped going to see my mom and my parents like i stopped going over there to hang out you know i missed a i missed a birthday that they they cooked a birthday dinner for me and i said i would go but i didn't you dick because for, I, i've been there i've been there fam i've been yeah, there yeah. yeah and i didn't know until a couple of years later but my but my sister told me my mom cried she cried her eyes out in front of johnny in front of renee like in front of my dad like like she was sad she was super sad and i didn't know that till a few years later but mm-hmm. i got so entrenched in this relationship that i'm i'm responsible for the way that i react and for the things decisions that i make but at the same time at that time like she was like no i don't want to go over there I don't know what it was, why all of a sudden she got upset. You know, I think it was that's when it really started going south when I stopped hanging out with my family. So because she we,
0: she deviated from you trying to see your family, made it about her, and
1: you were just trying to be a, a husband and trying to keep the family. Yeah, she had me convinced that my folks didn't like her. Now, if my folks didn't like her, people who know my mama, she would never let that be known, and she would never do anything, unless she was disrespected. She would never disrespect the mother of her grandchildren. But at that time, she convinced me that they didn't like her. So in order for me to, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, keep her happy, okay, we won't go over there. We won't go for Thanksgiving. We won't go for birthdays. And that's when it really started taking a toll on me. Like, that's when I started like, okay, like, shit is not going right in my life, Paul. (laughs) You know what I mean? and. The family thing. And, you know, we Mexican. We, we you know, we don't play that shit. We, we can't play that shit. We we're big on family. And that runs us like not in the sense of the control, but we're big on family. And that's that's who we are. That, that's our culture. I mean, I, I lost a lot. Like you said, um,
0: the regrets and it's a running joke is one of my cousins, sweet 15. I, I missed it. And that kind of hurt. Now that we talk, I always tell them like, yeah, man, you treated you did me dirty on your sweet 15. So I missed that. Um, I wasn't fortunate enough to see my brother get married. So so I lost a lot. The biggest one is when grandparents passed away. I wasn't, I, no one notified me because I didn't talk. You know, I, I was, Yeah. I, I didn't communicate with anybody. So those are times that was hard. And, and I definitely understand. And I think people will understand where you're coming from. The point of this is to let everyone know we, and I'll speak on your behalf. I think that you and I turned 180. Like we're not that person no more, yeah, nor will yeah. never be that person. When was your breaking point? When when was enough enough where you're at now? The Paw that I can see now, what took that day or that time to to be where you're
1: at now? So the breaking point for me was just that where my career was going, where I was going as an individual and where I wanted to be was not copacetic to where I was at in my marriage. After conversations with her. After telling her what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want, we we're on completely different ends of the spectrum. Now, having said that, nothing was changing. And I think that that's what was the most detrimental to the relationship, was because nothing was changing. If I know in my gut to your There's nothing else you can do. that something is going on, it's telling me something for a reason. So then. I'm starting to think, okay, well, I'm going up. I'm going this certain way, but this person wants to stay at a plateau. And people don't understand. Maybe they've been through it, but to have that kind of fight within yourself, which the old parable where the, I think it's an Indian parable where, you know, you have two different wolves, whatever wolf you feed the most is the one that's going to win. So that's where I was at internally. I was just constantly fighting with myself. Once that started happening, that's when things really started taking place and one of note was we had good friends that we grew up with played soccer with we we did everything together Uh, I mean somebody that you would call a brother someone that is a brother from another mother Uh, he was actually friends with Johnny first and as Johnny got older and as I got older you know Johnny got married and started doing his own thing you know he was my friend so me knowing him for 20 plus years. Oh, I was years. there for that one. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, me knowing him 20 plus years. I mean, this is my boy. It's my brother. You know, this, this, You know, I kind of, I felt bad for him because his life at the time, because he was older, he was three years older. I thought because he didn't have a steady job. He didn't have a family. He didn't have a girlfriend. Like homeboy didn't even have a cell phone. To me, things were down on his luck. So what I do, I took him in. I let him in my circle of trust.
0: I have nipples, Greg.
1: Could you milk me? And people that out there know, uh, I'm sure when you let people in your circle of trust, you start being taken advantage of and things just start going south for some reason or another. So we're hanging out with this dude we still parties at our house. We used to have an underground pool at our house. Uh, remember you, you, you remember the house we were at and yeah, the underground pool right outside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we just, we used to throw parties like, we used to have mm-hmm. friends over like, you know, we used to, you know, drink, we used to smoke, listen to music, you know, you know, kids would take care of. It. I'd like to reiterate that people, you know, please don't judge. Okay. We were in our twenties. We were young. So we'd have these people over and, you know, he was one of the ones that constantly came over. And, you know, he was a good friend. Of all the people that would come over, he was the guy that I would take a bullet for and vice versa. So as time went on, the toxicity grew more. She was working nights in the restaurant. I was working days. The getting off at night started getting a little later, started getting to the point to where something going on. You know, there, so, so there were signs, there were was, was signs that you were catching Yeah, there were signs. <laughs> But I don't know if anybody out there has been through this. I'm sure they have. But there were signs, but I just chose not to believe them at the time. You feel me? Like for some reason, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, exactly. Out of sight, out of mind. My gut was telling me something else, something like that. You know. And so as that was happening, things just were off. Not only was I having this internal struggle, but things were just off. And there's no worse feeling than feeling like something may or may not be going on, and you ask this person who is knows your parents, okay, knows your brother, like knows your kids, been around your kids, and you ask them a question and you say, Hey, tell me the truth. If it's true, we can get through this, cuz we can get through this, bro. Like we can, you know, because it takes two to tangle. We'll deal with that situation whoa, 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 at a later date. So
0: you confronted him before you confronted your ex. ex.
1: Yes, yes. Because I thought I thought at the time that Asking him and explaining to him because I've known him longer than my wife, that uh-huh. he would be one that would be like, "Look, bro, I'm sorry, whatever, you know." But no, now, hold on, because it's hard, you know.
0: Like I'm just trying to put myself in in your position. If that was me, I would have fought first and then ask, no questions asked, you know. Yeah,
1: you know, I thought about that, but you know, uh, you know, as Cruzito said, I'm a lover and not a fighter. Having asked him that. And look me dead in the eye. No, are you crazy? Almost like something like if I were to ask you, like, hey man, sorry, is there something going on between you and my wife? The, the audacity that I would have to ask you that as my cousin, you know what I'm saying? That was all of his face, you know? So then as the nights started getting longer for my ex, you know, her working the restaurant jobs, times just started getting later. And then there were times where she wasn't even coming home at all. And so, you know, I work morning jobs. Huh? So yeah, yeah, there were times where she wasn't coming home at all. Yeah. So everybody remember I'm a yes, man. I'm a bitch me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. So that's happening. That's happened about two or three times. And then there's probably twice out of seven days. She's coming home at three o'clock in the morning when I know the job shuts down at 11 o'clock. So that's happening. I put my foot down or at least I think I do explain this to her. Hey, like this is not going to happen in my household anymore. Like first I was nice. Okay. But after a while, I'm starting to get angry. and Now I'm like, look, this isn't going to happen anymore. Like, we're married. You need to stop doing this. Your kids are here. I'm here with the kids all night. You're gone. You're leaving the kids here. It's not good. Something's going on. I didn't even think that she would be cheating, you know? Not to say she was at the time, but I'm just saying they, that's, that's what's going on in my head. I think any dude would be going through that. She's working at a restaurant. She's getting off and not coming home till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. So I have myself convinced as she tells me that she's just going out partying, you know, she's doing the bar hopping type thing. So after a while that's happening and the fights are getting even worse, the arguments, because then she's coming home. I've been up until two to three o'clock in the morning. I got to get up at six in the morning to go to work. So I'm not sleeping. I'm tired, boss. So I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm angry. And the fights are just getting worse and worse and worse. So then my brother starts calling me while I'm at work. Hey man, you know your boy's over there at your house swimming in your, in, your, in your swimming pool though I'm like nah for real yeah yeah man he's, over, he's like my wife just called me like he's over there swimming in your pool right now I mean what's going on everything cool I'm like yeah, yeah everything's cool everything's cool so I come home and my ex would be in a, in a bathing suit he'll be in his swim trunks and they just having a good old time drinking coronas listening to my music <laughs> listening you know swimming in my swimming pool Girl,
0: no. Girl, no 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> having a good old time laughing Damn. you know and so i'm like hmm but then they would be like you know hey man let's, let's burn one let's let's just chill let's just drink a little bit let's burn so that's what we do so then out of sight out of mind okay well, did you feel something though in your gut yes i felt it i know you told every him. day i felt it so every you told day.
0: him and this still happened so you yeah. told him he said yeah. how dare you and then yeah. this sign just kept coming yeah the signs
1: just kept going uh, yeah, that. that uh, That would have been an ass whooping right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, now this is going on for months now. So, then I'm coming home and he's out there cutting my yard. Huh? He's out there trimming my bushes. So, I'm like, okay, you know, what's going on? So, I confront both. (laughs) I see you. I see you. I know. I know. Jaw drop. Okay, so I confront him and I confront both of them. I'm like, look, I need somebody to tell me because there's something going on. If y'all don't tell me what's going on, like, but – No, no. Like they, they just denied it. They denied, 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 denied. So they had me convinced that I was crazy, that this is all in my head. Now we got two people manipulating me saying that I'm crazy. Okay. Now this is me trying to change, trying to become a better person, trying to get off the drugs, trying to get off the weed, the alcohol, all that. Like I'm trying to make a better change for my life. And then here I got my wife and my best friend of 20 plus years telling me there's nothing going on, nothing going on. So I'm like, okay, well, nothing's going on. So I have to try to find a way to convince myself on a subconscious level because it would bother me all day long. Not only get, not getting sleep in the middle of the night because I'm at home with my kids, with her kids, and she's out just having a good old time and I'm paying all the bills. Okay, I'm paying everything because she was making a little bit of money here and there barely keeping us afloat, you know, so that's going on. The last time I talked to this fool... We go out to a strip club and this actually led to the separation of uh, me and the ex. Uh, We're out, you know, we're out drinking, we're out partying, we're we're out with, with a bunch of people. You know, I'm hanging out with this fool and, you know, we're just talking, you know, drinks are flowing. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, look, man, you know, you're my best friend, man. Like, you're my boy. Everything's cool. Like, I was just feeling good. I'm one of those, you know, I love you at the time. And he looks at me and he's like, I'm a piece of shit. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean, you piece of shit? Like, nah, man, you cool? Like, I just think that he has slow self-esteem at the time. And he's like, no, nah, I'm a piece of shit. Like, not even put two and two together, you know? And so that's the last time I ever talked to him. And he says that to me. And that, that's still to this day. And I remember saying when he said that, I'm like, look, man, I don't know what's going on with you, man. But look, I'm going to be there at your deathbed. Like, we boys, we brothers, man. Don't worry about that. Whatever's going on in your life, man, you could be over. Like, I gave him a speech. cause, mm-hmm. And that was the last time I ever talked to him. So we leave there we go to his house. And at the time he's living with two other roommates that I know really well. And so he goes, me and her, we start fighting and it's a big one. It's a real big one. And we get into it and she's like, I don't want, I want to stay here tonight. I don't want to go home with you. So I'm like, okay, whatever you you, y'all got into, it, but how,
0: where, where was she at?
1: Uh, well, she was with us. She was with us. So we go oh, back. So gotcha. you were at a party and y'all were together. Yeah, we were at the shake joint. And we left the shake joint after I said the last words I ever said to him. We go back to his house. Now, he lives at a house with two roommates that I know real well. To this day, I'm still friends with them. And so we get in a fight. And she's like, hey, I'm going to stay here tonight. I'm not going home with you. So, you know, me being angry, I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. So I go home. And so after, you know, I'd left and I came back. We got in this huge fight again. And that was when she packed the bag and, you know, she ended up coming to move in or stay with my best friend and my two roommates that are friends. So once she did that, as about three weeks went by and she had been telling me that she was staying with her sister. And so one day I just driving to work like every other day, something just told me, hey, swing by your boy's house, just swing by your boy's house. So I'm thinking, OK, here's my gut telling me again, here's my gut telling me. So I do, and then once I do, I pull up into the car and I see her car there. So I'm thinking, damn, you know, she's supposed to be staying with her with her sister. That's where she said she was staying at. So I'm looking, I pull in the driveway. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go in and see, just peep game, see what's going on. Open the door, walk in, you know, it's a bachelor house. So there's beer bottles everywhere, bongs just sitting everywhere, you know. So I know her car's there, so I know she's there. So I go into my good friend, my best friend, my brother's room. I knock on his door, knock, 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 it's locked. So once I knock on it, I hear rustling, I hear just a bunch of rustling, and then all of a sudden he opens the door.
0: everyone that's it for this week's episode of Dragon Line, episode 6 be sure to sign up to the email list at Info at gmail again that's delta tango lima Info at gmail.com and subscribe to your favorite podcast app that way you won't miss our next episode
1: and I'm sorry to leave you guys hanging and uh, you're just going to have to tune in next time to the next episode part 2 it was a good one it was a fun one got a little serious there but so hopefully you guys took something from it. You guys, can, you guys can relate to us and make those changes in your life that you need to. Like I said before, be good to yourselves and each other. I think Jerry Springer said it best, but ultimately, don't be an asshole. Please wear your mask. All right. I'm Jesse and Mom, I love you. P.O.P., hold it down.
0: Sanchez out.
1: And with your
0: admission that you feel the same. I'll have reached the goal I'm dreaming of, believe me, I don't want to set the world on fire.